Hey guys, welcome back. This week's case study, I'll be looking at LaVon Brooks. LaVon Brooks served 16 years in Mississippi prisons for a 1990 rape and murder of a three-year-old that he didn't commit. In 2008, DNA testing cleared another man, Kennedy Brewer, who had been sentenced to death for nearly an identical murder that happened in the same town less than two years after the crime for which Brooks was convicted. The DNA results implicated that the perpetrator of that crime and he confessed to committing both murders clearing Brooks. The crime LaVon was convicted for was late at night on September 15, 1990. Three-year-old Courtney Smith was abducted from her Brooksville, Mississippi home. The girl shared a bedroom with her two sisters, aged six and one. Her 26-year-old uncle was asleep in the next room when she disappeared. Her body was found two days later in a pond 80 yards from her house. She had been sex sexually assaulted and murdered. LaVon Brooks became a suspect because he was an ex-boyfriend of Smith's mother. Another man, Justin Albert Johnson, was also briefly a suspect in the case. His ex-wife and son lived next to the Smith residence, and he had been inside the Smith house on the day of the abduction. Dr. Stephen Hain, a Mississippi pathologist, performed an autopsy on the victim. Shortly after her body was found, he determined that she had been sexually assaulted. He was also, he was also possible bite marks on her wrist. He referred the case to Dr. Michael West, a forensic dentist in Mississippi who had worked with Hain on other cases in the past. West determined that the marks on the victim's body were indeed from human bites, and he took a dental impression samples from 12 possible suspects, including Justin Albert Johnson, but not including LaVon Brooks. Ten days after the victim was killed, police interviews with the victim's six-year-old sister and girls. the girl's sister said she had been seeing the perpetrator abduct the victim and identified the perpetrator as LaVon Brooks, her mother's ex-boyfriend. Based on the girl's identification, Brooks was arrested. On the same day, September 25th, West took a sample of Brooks' teeth at the local jail, West testified at Brooks' trial that he compared Brooks' sample to the marks on the victim's body and found that two of Brooks' teeth matched the marks on the victim's body. He said that Brooks made the marks with his top two front teeth. Brooks was charged with capital murder. Brooks was then tried before a jury in Mississippi on Jan in January of 1992. The victim's sister testified that she saw Brooks abduct her sister. Although her testimony had several contradictions in addition to the child's unreliability of her testimony, the state's case rested on the bite mark evidence presented by the Dr. West, who testified that it could be no one but LaVon Brooks that bit this girl's arm. Brooks' defense attorney presented an alibi defense that he was working a club on the night of the murder and did not have the opportunity to commit the crime. The defense was challenged West credentials and findings. After deliberately for about nine hours, the jury convicted Brooks of capital murder and he was sentenced to life in prison. Just four months after Brooks was convicted, another young girl was abducted, raped, and killed in Brooksville. The facts were startlingly similar. A three-year-old taken from her home at night and found in a creek, but the similarities between the cases did not end there. Police focused on Kennedy Brewer, the boyfriend of the victim's mother, 
Dr. Stephen Hayne conducted the autopsy and he found bite marks on the victim's body. West was called to analyze the bite marks. He confirmed that the marks were a human bite and determined that they came from Brewer. Based on the evidence, Brewer was convicted in 1995 and sentenced to death. The Innocence Project became involved in Brewer's case in 2001, resulting with Brewer's attorneys on DNA testing issues. DNA test results showed that semen from the victim's body excluded Brewer as a perpetrator of the crime, and his conviction was overturned. He remained behind bars six more years, however, awaiting a new trial. Another round of testing matched the profile of Justin Albert Johnson, who had been a suspect during the initial investigations of both Brewer's and Brooks cases. Johnson was interviewed by law enforcement officials. He admitted to committing both murders, but adamantly denied biting either victim. Following his confession, Brewer and Brooks were both freed on February 15, 2008. Brooks was officially cleared on March 13. In the wake of exonerations of Brewer and Brooks, the Innocence Project and several other organizations and individuals began to call for investigations into the work of Hain and West. For years, Hain claimed to conduct 1,200 to 1,800 autopsies a year from across the state of Mississippi, earning him more than a million dollars a year. Hain had served as Mississippi's chief medical examiner in the late 1980s and 1990s, but couldn't fill the position permanently because the state required the official to be properly board certified which he is not. The position had, had been vacant for more than 15 years, however, and Hayne was essentially filling the role on this basis. In August of 2008, just months after Brewer and Brooks' exonerations, the state announced that it was severing all ties with Hayne. After being exonerated, LaVon Brooks was given $500,000 in compensation by the state of Mississippi. In January of 2018, Brooks then passed away from colon cancer, which he had been battling for five years at the age of 58. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of my case studies. Come back next week to see who I study next.